We do have a special day today. And we're going to actually, uh, we're going to look back at, in Acts chapter 4, if you want to turn there, Acts chapter 4, we're going to start in verse 23. We talked about this last week. However, I want to go back through it and pick out the elements that we discussed and see how they apply to our day today. See how they apply to what we're going to do today. We, uh, we, ha- we have a, a very special time today of prayer. And the reason for that time is what God has done here. Uh, as as uh, Mike um, mentioned earlier, I came here in 2008, December of 2008. And uh, I was, Jerry Martineau was the first pastor and he was actually the church planter. And so some of you have been here since Jerry Martineau started meetings in the, the Yellow Jacket Youth Center in Blooming Grove Baptist Church until this building was built and then this building came. And then I came as the first full-time pastor of this church in 2008. And, and God has done so, so incredible things, just incredible things here. We, uh, when I came, we had two mortgages. Uh, we were praying over the offering every single week that it would be enough to make it to next week. And we now, two years ago this month, paid off this, this, this building, two mortgages, both of them paid up, debt-free, and have $140,000 ready to build. And so today is about... Our prayer time is going to be about, God gave it to us, let's figure out what he wants us to do with it. And so we're going to actually follow kind of the, the, the process, if you will. We're going to follow the principles of what we see here in Acts chapter 4. Now to remind you, in Acts chapter 4, where we, in verse 23, Peter and John have been in front of the Sanhedrin. They have had their trial and they were released. And Peter and John come back to their own people. They come back to church, their own people. And they give this report. So this is kind of the church report of what God has done. And so I think it fits perfectly for what we're going to do today. So let's read Acts chapter 4. We're going to read verses 23 to 32. They will be up here behind me. After they were released, they went to their own people and reported everything the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together to God and said, Master, you are the one who made the heaven, the earth, and the sea, and everything in them. You said through the Holy Spirit, by the mouth of our father David, your servant, why do the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot futile things? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers assemble together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For in fact, in this city, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, assembled together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, to do whatever your hand and your will had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, consider their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand for healing and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant. Jesus. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. Now the entire group of those who believed were of one heart 
and mine. And no one claimed that any of his possessions were his own, but instead they held everything in common. So they began with praise. They began with praise. Look at verse 24. When they heard this, they raised their voices together to God and said, Master, you are the one who made the heaven, the earth, and the sea, and everything in them. So, so they begin with praise. And, and this word master is a very specific word. You're, depending upon your translation, it may say Lord here. But it's not actually the Greek word for Lord. It is the Greek word for a master, one whose authority and power cannot be questioned. It is the ultimate authority that cannot be questioned. That's the word that's used here. So master is a really good way of translating this. So it is, in a sense, praise just to call God this. To say, God, there is no one above you. There is no one with more authority, no one with more power. Nothing about you can be questioned. That's just in the word, master. Simply by using that word, they're praising God. And then they praise God as creator, the one who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. So they praise God as the ultimate power and as the ultimate creator and sustainer, all in one quick sentence. Now, he goes on and, and talks about Psalm 2 here, which we talked about last week, is, is a messianic psalm written by David. But, but what they praise here sounds a lot like what David prays over the, the temple, before the temple is built in, in, in 1 Chronicles 29. In, in verse 11, he prays, Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the splendor and the majesty for everything in the heavens and on the earth belongs to you. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom, and you are exalted above all. So you can see kind of the shadow of what David prayed in this first church's praise. And so even though he quotes Psalm 2, you can see the shadow of what David prayed here. Now, we, we, notif we, we looked at these last week. We said first they praised. And so today, that's how we're going to start our prayer time. We're going to start our prayer time with praise because everything belongs to God. This is who God is. He is the master. He is the one whose authority and power cannot be questioned. So this is how we will start today. Then they, we, we saw last week they use Scripture. They use Psalm 2. I'm going to use Psalm, or I'm going to use another part of David's prayer in 1 Chronicles 29. And that is, Lord, our God, all this wealth that we've provided for building you a house for your holy name, comes from your hand. Everything belongs to you. So this is going to be our part of the prayer. We talked last week about how we need to understand Scripture and apply it to our situation. We need to see the world through the eyes of the Word of God. And this is how we can apply today. Because this is ex exactly the truth, is it not for us? All the wealth that's been provided to build God a building for his holy name, he gave us. Amen? So we're going to pray that psalm, or that, uh, that portion of, of 1 Chronicles 29 today. Because God has blessed us beyond measure. Just step, step back and think. We had COVID in 2020. 
We had, we had to close the church down for, for weeks at a time. But we had paid off this building October of 2019, before COVID. And, and so we didn't have a problem. We didn't have a mortgage that we had to keep up. We didn't have a bunch of expenses that we had to figure out. And on top of that, God put it on your heart to continue to give. And so in the midst of COVID, he has given us $140,000 since October of 2019. Pardon? 150000 $150,000 in the midst of COVID. We're going to praise him. And we're going to pray this scripture today. This scripture that acknowledges that it came from him and that all, the, all things belong to him. And then the next thing they, they talk about in verse 27 and 28 is their shared history. Now remember, and I, and I keep reminding you of this, these folks, this Herod and Pontius Pilate, this is hundreds of years ago for us. This was weeks ago for them. They had literally watched all this happen. They knew of the trial of Jesus because some of them had probably been there. This is, this is this first church. They had been witnesses to all of this. So they shared this history. They understood Herod and Pontius Pilate, Caiaphas, all of these people that, that put Jesus to death. They knew them. They had been witnesses to all of that. I, wanna, I want us to understand that in what, what shared history do we have here? What, do we, what shared history do we have? Some of you have been here from before me. Some of you have come since me and have stayed. <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> but we have a shared history, don't we? What is God doing in your life, either through this church or in this church, or if you're a visitor for the first time today, what is God doing in, in your life that brought you here today? We have a shared history. And I think it's important for us to consider the shared history just like they did. They looked back and saw just weeks ago. We, we witnessed all of this happen. Herod, Pontius Pilate, the trial, the crucifixion of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus. We saw all of this firsthand. We firsthand have seen so many miracles in our church right here. So, I'm, so during our prayer time, we're going to take a moment and consider our shared history, what God is doing in our lives that brought us here today. And then it says in verse 31 that the place was shaken. Verse 31 says that, that the, the whole place was shaken. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. I want you to know that I'm not going to ask God to shake this building while we pray today. I am going to ask God, and I'm going to ask you to, to join me in asking God to shake this mountain with what God's going to do in this church. Because it can start today. It starts today. And we can shake the foundations of this mountain with what, we, what God leads us to do. He doesn't give a church our size, $150,000, without having a plan for what this church is going to do. 
I think he has big plans for us. And so let's pray today that the mountain is shook by what we, by, by how we go forward as a church. Amen? And then it says, and, and, and the second part of that, the part that, that I underlined, is they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. That's got to be our prayer. That, that whatever God does, whatever God tells us to do, that it causes us to be bold and speak in the name of Jesus Christ. Because that's, that's why we're here. You hear me say it probably at least twice a month from this platform. We are together on purpose with a purpose. And that purpose is, is Jesus Christ. And so how are we going to shake this mountain with our purpose, with what God has for us to do. And then it, it says that they had true fellowship. Verses 32 and then beyond that to 37, they describe how the church shares with one another everything. Now, I, I pointed this out before and I'll point it out again. This is not socialism. This is not what, uh, uh, saying that socialism is a good thing. This isn't socialism at all. This is the church being the church. Socialism says, what's yours is mine, and I'll take it. The church says, what's mine is yours, and I'll share it. It's completely different. So this isn't uh, saying that the first church was socialist. It was saying that the church, first church had fellowship. They had true biblical fellowship. They shared everything they had with one another. I said last week, this is, this is our people, isn't it? When it says they went to their own people, y'all are my own people. There is nobody I want to celebrate with other than you. There's nobody that I want to share my struggles with other than you. You're my people. We have that kind of fellowship. And, and it specifically says that they were of one heart and one mind. They were unified. Unified in knowing that everything came from God. That people are always more important than things. And so they were unified in the idea that it all came from God anyway. And so we're going to share it. It was given to me to share with you. It was given to you to share with others. That's, that's, that's how God works. That's fellowship. That's the church being the church. And they were unified in what they were doing. That's what I'm, I'm asking you to pray for today. Um, this is particularly important because I will tell you that a whole lot of pastors get eaten up by building programs. <laughs> because there's always plenty of opinions on what should be done. I want God's opinion. I don't want... I, I, I want what God says to us to be what we do so that we're unified in it, so that we go forward the way, and I keep saying it, but God gave us the money. He has a purpose for it. We need to ask him what that purpose is. We need to go to him. So we, they were unified, unified by their purpose of speaking the, the, the word of God boldly, unified by, by knowing 
that it, all things came from God anyway. So, this is how it's going to work today. Angie, did you take those slides? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we are, gonna, we are going to, there will be a slide, slide up here. First, we're going to eat. We're going to do something spiritual and eat. And then the worship team is going to come back up, and we're going we're gonna to walk our way through this. I'm going to ask for five minutes on each of these things. First, praise from 1 Chronicles 29.11. It's on the sheet that you have on your table. The next is praying the scripture that 1 Chronicles 29.16. And again, that's on the piece of paper that you have. And then taking a moment to, to share history. How, what brought you here today, what God has done in your life that got you here. And then we're going to pray that we shake this place, that we shake the mountain with what God wants to do here. And then we're going to pray for unity in God's direction for how, how we build and what we build. So that's going to be the process that we're going to take this, uh, uh, right after we eat. So we're going to start with eating. Then when you see the worship, yeah, I know, we're Baptists, aren't we? <laughs> Where two or three are gathered, we'll bring a covered dish. Um, and then when you see the, the, the worship team come up here, that'll be your clue that we're going to start this process. And again, I'm going to ask for five minutes on each of these, five minutes on, pra on praise, five minutes on scripture, five minutes each of these, five minutes. So I'm hoping that I'm respecting your time today and that by asking for 25 minutes, of focused prayer together that I'm respecting your time, but we hear from God. Amen? So let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this, your word. We thank you, Father, that, that we see what this church does and we can follow it. We can do the same and we can hear from you. And Father, that is our deepest desire is to hear from you. Bless this food to us, this time of fellowship to us, and bless this time of prayer to us as well. May your spirit be here in a powerful way that we hear from you today. And we ask in Jesus' name, amen.